You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Peter Inch. Good morning. I'm Peter Inch, host of Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show. I'm also the general manager at uh, Roy Inch & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company. We hope you'll be able to listen to us every Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30 as we provide you, our listeners, with some tips on your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing, how it works, as well as how to save some energy. But most important, the phone lines are open, so give us a call with any question you have. Related to heating, air conditioning, and plumbing in your home, locally you can call 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. And one lucky caller today will win a free furnace tune-up valued at $139. So don't wait. Give us a call. In the studio today with me, I have Audrey Winter, one of our residential sales consultants. How are you, Audrey? I'm good. And yourself? You're becoming a regular here. This is your second time on our show? Yeah, in two weeks. So yeah. it, uh, thank you for coming in. And we have a special guest, Randy Burnett, service manager in equipment sales at Baymar, uh, a supplier of ours of the Mitsubishi heat pump, which we're going to talk a little bit. But it's your 25th anniversary, I see that's well, right, Peter. Well, congratulations. Cel- Thank you. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. We've been Mitsubishi representatives and distributors of that product line, so I'm going to speak on that product line today and answer any calls that may come in. So we thought today we'd talk about the Mitsubishi, what's called a hyperheat pump, how it can help you save uh, electrical usage and savings for people who are on on electrical heat, oil heat, or even propane. So, Randy, what is a heat pump? A heat pump is a device which can move heat from one area to another area. A typical typical example of a heat pump, if you have a refrigerator or a freezer in your home, it's taking the heat out of that box and moving it and releasing it into your home. So that's a basic idea of a heat pump. Yeah, and a lot of people think, like in your fridge... In the freezer section, it is frozen. It's below zero, but there is still heat in there that that refrigerator is pulling out, and either people will feel it, there'll be uh, black coils on the back of the fridge or underneath, and they'll feel the air, warm air coming out of the bottom of your fridge. But that is really the heat being pulled out of minus degree temperature to keep your food frozen. So in in the winter, we're doing the exact same thing, like you said, we're taking the heat from outside where it's minus degrees and we're just moving that heat and putting it inside to heat the house. We're not burning it or creating it. All we're doing is develop a unit that will move that heat. That's correct. And by, by using that principle, you can move a lot more heat for a certain amount of energy than you can creating that same amount of energy. Now, we mentioned there about a hyperheat pump. What's the difference between a hyperheat pump and a heat pump? A standard heat pump, as it gets colder outside, struggles to find heat in the outdoors to bring into your house. And at a given point, down around uh, minus 10 or so, 
it'll start to lose capacity and you'll lose the heat output from that heat pump. The new hyperheat pump from Mitsubishi, which is only available from us, allows you to get 100% full output from that heat pump all the way down to minus 15 degrees Celsius. But it continues to run and provide heat down to minus 25 Celsius. So it's actually a standalone heating cooling system that you can provide for someone. And, and you know, the minus 15 to minus 25 in the London area, we're going to be able to, to, to have heat three-quarters of the winter or, you know, 90% of the winter without having any backup source whatsoever. That's correct. So the in the, years ago we used to we sold uh, thousands of heat pumps because of the to get off oil to get off electricity we just had an electrical rate increase that we're all going to start to feel on our next bill you know what's the savings in that a heat pump or a hyperheat pump a Mitsubishi hyperheat pump that could provide to a homeowner if you have electric heat resistance heat oil or propane in your home and you added a hyperheat system in there, you can realize savings of up to 50% of your heating and cooling bills throughout the year. So there's quite a good payback there, Peter. There's a huge payback there. That that can pay for the uh, heat pump pretty quickly. That's right. We've actually done some studies, and if you uh, finance the equipment, a lot of times the payment will be lower than the savings you achieve. So you're actually putting money in your pocket by buying this piece of equipment. So I could pay for Christmas that way. <laughs> <laughs> why don't if I go that far? <laughs> so it, it you know, and, and that's why we thought we'd bring Randy on today and talk about this is we have, we have sold these units, we have installed these units. We are seeing our customers that are really happy with the savings they're getting. Our sister company down in Windsor has been putting these in as well. And and they are seeing how well it's helping people that they are putting money back in their pocket. So we thought it was time that the, our listeners out here in London got to know that there is a way to reduce your electrical heating bills, your oil heating bills, and propane. We don't know where it's going, up or down, but you can reduce that by putting in this hyperheat pump. And the benefit is you also get air conditioning as well as the heating. Yes, very efficient air conditioning, as a matter of fact, Peter. Some of these units today are up to 30 SEER rating. A typical window air conditioner would be 8 to 10 SEER, by example. So if you're going from a 10 SEER to a 30 SEER, that's quite a large savings on air conditioning. Exactly, and, and probably quiet, a little quieter than a window air conditioner shaking in the window. Oh, very quiet, whisper quiet. These units have never get any complaints about noise. So it's de- it's it's definitely something you you should think about. If again, our phone lines are open at five one nine six four three twenty two twenty two or one eight six six three five four eight two five five. So if you're on electric oil or propane and you got any questions that we can answer on the Mitsubishi hyperheat pump, and for the golfers out there, if you saw Fred Couples, he's got Mitsubishi electric on his. Uh, shirt and his hat and everything, that is the exact company that we're talking about uh, that is providing this product. So they're cutting edge. They've always been out there. The quality is there, but the training, Randy, is an important thing about how to get them installed. That's correct, Peter. We have a program where we train dealers and, and installers 
to install and service our equipment so that we have no bad jobs out there. By taking this training, it allows you to offer an upgraded, extended warranty to your customers at no additional charge. So anyone out there looking to install a Mitsubishi should check in on the website mrslim.ca and put in your postal code and it'll bring up uh, Roy Inch in London. And you can see that they're a certified dealer and they'll be able to offer you that extended warranty. Now, Audrey, does one size fit all? Oh, not at all. Uh, we sometimes do multiple heads in a uh, uh, in a residence. Uh, when we, whenever we install one, we're always going to do a load calculation on the house to figure out how much cooling that house requires and how much heat that uh, that house needs in the winter. So th- we do the load calculation, determine the heating cooling size, uh, how many BTUs we need, determine the placement of the indoor heads, as we call them to be placed in a, in rooms to provide that coverage. Um, is there an opportunity to do more than one floor or just one floor? Uh, <clears throat> we can, uh, we, we put up to eight heads in, in a single residence before, and we've put them on all levels uh, in, in each room so that you have individual control in each room. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about a seminar that we're we're going to be offering. I do want to put one shout out to CRS Equipment Rentals, Kevin over there. I just got an email that he helped chorus here uh, with the generator so that they can make the Santa Claus parade today. So, Kevin, thanks a lot from everybody. Uh, we really appreciate you stepping up there with the generator and helping us out. So when we come back, remember the phone lines are open, 643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now. Once again, here's your host, Peter Inch. Welcome back. Before we uh, talk a little bit more about the ground source to versus air source heat pump, we're going to go to Walter on the line. Uh, go ahead with your question, Walter. Yes, I live in a ranch with a, a heating unit at the far end of the building with a kitchen at the opposite end. We end up with, I would say, wasting water by the time we get uh, hot water to our kitchen. Is there any way of we can help this situation? Well, you can. There's a uh, what they, we'll call a recirculating pump. That what it will do is is we can install it where it will keep hot water recirculating all the time. Right. So that whenever you turn a tap on, wherever you are, you will have hot water. Okay. Um, there is no other system out there. Every you know the other way would be to put individual what I'll call tankless water heaters under um, every area in your home. So so that as soon as you turn on that tap, that little hot water heater would come on and provide you heat. We seem to be only having the problem in there. Mind you, we've only been in here four or five months. Uh, we used to be in a four-level side split, and it was practically instant hot water. Because our heating plant was right underneath the kitchen. Right. Uh, you can't 
once the house is built, you don't have much choice. <laughs> no, and that and that's the challenge. A lot of time, the last thing that's thought about when a house is being built is the heating system, right? Where, and 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 the hot water tank and and everything to do with the mechanical. Where in a lot of cases, I I'm thinking that should be the first thing because that's what makes you comfortable and makes your home work well for you. Uh, and like in your case, being at one end of the house and the kitchen at the other end, if they could have reversed either one of that, yeah. it would have worked a lot better. Because you're looking at 60 feet of cold water. Yes, you are. Getting pushed out before the hot water is ever going to get to that tap. And so. then top of that, you've got to heat the, t- the tube that's traveling through. Correct. Yeah. Now, what happens in that situation with the heat recycling the uh, pipe would have to be insulated, wouldn't it? Well, it doesn't have to be. It's better if it, if it can be because of the energy loss that you're going to lose. But it doesn't have to be because it's always moving that hot water. Okay. So. Okay. So, okay. Thanks, Peter. Thank you very much. Thank you I for calling in. Three years. Pardon? Sorry? I am a customer of yours. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. That's what keeps us uh, here every Saturday morning and continues us... Uh, 87th year in business, so thank you for being a customer. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. So one thing that we get asked about on uh, the heat pumps is what's, you know, ground source versus what we call this air-to-air heat pump. What's the difference? Well, Peter, a ground source, as most people are familiar with because they do a lot of advertising, exchanges the heat through water, which is is pumped underground and absorbs heat and disperses heat actually from the soil under your ground of your house. The problem with that is if it's a very cold winter and you're drawing heat out of that soil, you can sometimes freeze it solid and there's no heat left to be taken from there. So you're running on backup heat all winter and your bills are actually higher than you would have anticipated. By using air source heat pump, which the Mitsubishi uses, you're using the outdoor air to exchange and receive uh, the heat transfer. So you're able to always have that same heat transfer available to you. Now, we we talked there that the pipe in the ground is going to freeze. So probably the coil on the, on the Mitsubishi is going to freeze. How does it get rid of that ice or frost that's on there? As the thing uh, works throughout the winter, it's going to need to defrost because, as you say, the coil will become full of ice. It's a natural phenomenon, just like your refrigerator. And the latest, the newest Mitsubishis have an excellent defrost system. They defrost very infrequently and very rapidly because of the inverter technology in the compressor. And that, and and you know, people will say, "My fridge defrosts." Your fridge defrosts every twenty minutes, every hour. So that's how often it the, – the heat pump won't be defrosting that often. But like you mentioned there, the technology and the use of the defrost has come a long way from the old heat pumps 20 years ago. Oh, it certainly has. That was one of the key objections to the units of years ago. Everyone – we were on backup heat the whole time it was defrosting. So if it took 20 minutes, 30 minutes to defrost, you're losing all that savings that you had while it was in operation. Nowadays, when it goes into defrost, you don't even notice it's so quick. It comes back on, so there's a little loss of your savings. Yeah, and it and it is a huge. Believe me, we were uh, uh, we we sold a lot of heat pumps, and what we see in the Mitsubishi Hyperheat 
it is an outstanding unit and the design built quality sound levels everything um it's the only one that we will sell and the only one that we'll put our name behind because of the the quality of the unit one thing we're getting some calls on audrey a lot that maybe we'll throw it before we uh, run out of time here we get a lot of people asking how often should you change your furnace filter uh depends on the type of filter if you have a one inch filter you should be looking at it uh, every four to six weeks uh if you have a five inch filter then uh minimum every uh, every six months and uh it certainly doesn't hurt to pull it out at three months take a look at it really a filter is a filter it depends what's going on in your house if if uh Things are getting stirred up. If you're doing construction, you got a lot of activity, you might have to change it more often. Yeah, and that and that's a common thing. We get a lot of people say, you know, well, give me the, the standard. Well, the standard changes per house. The standard changes per area of your town. Uh, if you have, you're in a new home and there's construction going on all around you, there's going to be lots of dust. If you're in my home, you got a big white dog flying around that's got lots of hair. So it plugs quicker. It all depends on the home. But like a one-inch filter... Doesn't matter the MERV rating should be changed every month. That's just a you know a common sense. A four, five, or six inch filter, like you said, every six months, maybe eight would be the longest you should ever ever go, and then check it every three months just to make sure that something hasn't happened that caused that unit to plug up. And and the MERV rating is the standards that filters are to be measured by. Um, MERV 10 would be the lowest I would recommend in a home. Yeah, and uh, uh, duct cleaning is helpful in that, in that regard. Keep yeah. your ducts clean, your filters last longer. Yeah, so if you feel your filters are plugging quicker, that, that might be something to take a look at. And duct cleaning, we recommend every three to five years that it should be looked at. And I had a customer talk to me uh, this week that said, you know, well, I got my ducts cleaned. You know, it was 25 years and I got it cleaned and now it's been five years. Why do I need it? And I said, well, how often do you dust in the home? And she said, well, every couple of weeks. And I said, well, that dust that you're wiping off your furniture or your counters is landing in your ductwork as well. Now, picture over five years, if you never dusted, how much dust would be sitting in on your furniture? That's how much dust is sitting in the ductwork. So, you know, I have allergies. I can tell when I need my ducts clean. But if you don't, a good rule of thumb is every five years, you, you definitely should have it done. Yeah, and and uh, duct cleaning, like anything else, you, you need a, a quality workman doing it. And, and Milton, our, our duct cleaner, has been at a company for 16 years, and I think he's been cleaning ducts for about 12. He, he's phenomenal. He is thorough. He's in the details, and, and he'll gladly show you what he's taken out after. He's very, very good at it. Yeah, and we, we call him the best duct cleaner in Canada, and we believe that. That, uh, you know, there isn't anybody better that cares more than what Milton does and the quality of the work. And if he, somebody ever thinks he doesn't do a good job, he's right back there to make sure that it's done right. Yep. Yeah, it's great. So, again, um, we want to make sure everybody's aware about the carbon monoxide to make sure you have, uh, that's now law. You need the carbon monoxide detector outside your sleeping areas. So, if you have a sleeping area upstairs and one in the basement, you need two CO detectors installed. Make sure they're a digital readout type so that you can read when there's low levels of uh, carbon monoxide, not waiting till it gets to the point that it alarms. 
We want to make sure you've changed your batteries and your thermostats. If you haven't done that when the time changes, that's an important thing to make sure that that is done. Uh, if you're if you're not interested in changing batteries, take a look at the Nest thermostat. We believe that's a really good thermostat that you can monitor from your smartphone and, and doesn't require any batteries. On the uh, carbon monoxide, can I mention that uh, when your contractor is in doing maintenance on your furnace, make sure that they're checking the the ABS black pipe. Uh, I saw another crack venting again this this week, so make sure that uh, your contractor's thorough. Yep, a, a, a furnace maintenance and a good check over everything in your home is something we definitely need. So when you can't get us on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas, 519-681-2450, or in Sarnia, 519-786-2373, or always online at royinch.com. Please remember to take a moment this Tuesday, November 11th, to stop and remember and the sacrifices that our men and women made in uniform to give us a chance to live in this great and proud country we call Canada. As we say at the shop, life is hard, by the yard, by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.